Everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle, Huddle up. No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. Welcome, everyone, to the Huddle Up Podcast. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! 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 Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Huddle Up Podcast. It's a new year, new night, but same sports talk. We are glad to be with you here on a Tuesday, August 20th, 2019. Football is back. We are back. We have tons to talk about this week, including... A summer recap, pigskin prognosticating, and yeah, baby, we're back. But make sure you follow us on social media at Huddle Up Pod, uh, Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. I am at Big Jim Sports. Dave is at Huddle Up Dave. Follow us, uh, you know, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. If you subscribe there, make sure you give it a rate. And a review. Also, check out our home network and GSC Sports. And we are brought to you by Alicia's Pillows and Things. If you're decorating your home, you want it to reflect your tastes and likes. So add decor that reflect your sports, movie, and TV fandom. Alicia's Pillows and Things is your hookup. They feature pillows of all sizes, stools, and more with all your favorite teams and characters. Log on to ngscsports.com. Find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage. And place your order. Can't do this show without my co-host, my, I would say trusted, but if you followed us enough, you know better. He is our co-host. He is Dave. Dave, welcome back to the new year, bud. Thanks, Jim. Good to be back, of course. And uh, can't believe football's here finally. It's the exciting time of the year. No doubt, no doubt. So real quick, um, obviously it's been a little while since we've talked to the people. Um, if they want to, if anybody wants to call in and, uh, give your take or ask any questions, we do have one listener question that we'll address here in just a minute. Shouldn't take very long to address that one, but you can do so call in 401-347-0613 and then enter pin two, nine, three, one, two. You can also find that number on the, uh, social media posts for the show. So you can uh, you can find that there real quick, Dave. Summer highlights: uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins once again did not uh, win the Stanley Cup. Unfortunately, our Capitals did not. But uh, the St. Louis Blues are now the Stanley Cup champions. The Toronto Raptors won the NBA final, and the uh, U.S. Women's National Team won the Women's World Cup. So congratulations to all of those teams. Um, and Dave, uh, from listener Adam. Uh, he just wants to know, because uh, he is a Pirates fan, so he does sympathize with me and with us. Um, he he wants to know why the Orioles suck. And uh, I, I don't have a great answer, Adam. Uh, all I can pretty much say is um, bad owner, new manager, um, no talent, Chris Davis sucks. Bad pitching, Chris Davis sucks. Adam Jones isn't on the team anymore. And did I mention Chris Davis sucks? 
I think that about sums it up, Dave. I, if you have any other any other reasons as to why the Orioles suck, uh, you can drop them in there. But I think I I hammered home the fact that um, Chris Davis sucks. Yeah, I wasn't uh, wasn't quite sure how you felt about Chris Davis, but I'm happy you uh, clarified that there. But uh, what the Orioles have done is they've sold off a lot of players, obviously. And they have uh, essentially a triple-A team competing in the majors right now. But this, in theory, benefits them long-term because they're getting some younger guys a lot of major league experience. However, a lot of these guys have to pan out, which uh, yet to be seen. But the other thing that's hurting them is they are in a uh, pretty loaded AL East, which uh, doesn't exactly help things either. So um, combination of uh, factors there, which you covered a lot of. But uh, they're they're trying to do the, the rebuild and sign a lot of young guys cheap like the Astros did, uh, I don't know, five years ago. And uh, the Marlins have had success with in the past. But uh, that's the theory they're going around. Yeah, so I mean, it's now I I will say this: there's been a few games um, throughout this season where where some good things have happened and and uh, some actual historical things uh, for the positive, not just for the negative. Um, so it is a team that has some young talent, and and hopefully they'll be able to um, you know put it together over over the next few years and and maybe um, bring some happiness back to Charm City. But uh, for now, it's uh, it, it's pretty desolate. So, Adam, again, thank you for the uh, question. And uh, I know you're happy to see that we're back. Keep spreading the word, bud. We appreciate that. Um, all right, Dave. So this one should be fairly light uh, in, in in terms of content because, of course, only one game this week, one game involving top 25s this weekend. I think there's two games you're going to give some, uh, some plays on here in a little bit. We're going to go over the uh, – preseason meaningless preseason rankings give our predictions for the uh college football season since uh you know the nfl still a little ways out and uh and then we're gonna we're gonna take this one home so it should be should be a pretty light one to uh you know get our feet back in the water here so just looking over the um you know the top 25 preseason rankings the, the, the one of the things that jumped out to me was that the uh the, the top 10s were identical um being clemson bama Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, LSU, Michigan, Florida at eight, Notre Dame nine, Texas ten. Um, is is just real quick? Is there any any team in that top ten, Dave? That 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 jumps out at you as maybe they shouldn't be there, maybe they're a little too high, anything like that? Um, I mean, it, you and I feel the same about the preseason rankings. I right. mean, if if I look at uh, power rankings and, and such that uh, actually have some meaning behind them in my eyes. I'm looking something uh, ballpark top 10 of of Clemson, Georgia, um, Alabama, LSU, Florida, Ohio State, Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and Utah um, are probably my top 10 at the moment. Um, so kind of a little different there. there there's a notable, noticeably no Notre Dame there. Um, not saying that they are not a top 10 team. There's a lot of questions there, but they also have a, uh, a uh, pretty solid schedule there that I'm sure you'll be crying about at some point. But uh, there, <laughs> yeah. there's, uh, th- there's some differences there, but uh, you know the same characters are normally that, that are up there are uh, on the, the top 10 list as well. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's... And and again, like I said, uh, preseason rankings are, are are completely meaningless. Um, I, I I don't at this point, you know, going into this year, I I don't if I'm if I'm making a a, a preseason ranking, I don't see how Ohio State is number five. You know, you're, you you have a lot of turnover, including your head coach. Um, you know, so again, it's it's all based on last year. That's why I, I'm a huge proponent of. Um, you know, being changed and rankings not coming out, and at least till we turn the calendar page uh, to October. But uh, it, you know, it's a money game. We we know how it works. Um, games mean more when it's number three versus number one, or number eight versus number four, or what have you. So I get it. It's a money game. You know, it's not something we're gonna uh, beat to death. But um, you know, the, some bigger discrepancies once you move from eleven to twenty-five. But uh, no real need to kind of discuss those and and really really hash those out um and and yeah we'll 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 whine enough about i'll whine enough about notre dame's schedule throughout the year so 
we don't have to hit that today either. You know, I gotta I gotta stretch and warm up my my bitching my you know my bitching tones. Um, you know, I don't want to pull anything this early in the season. So, Dave, let's go. Kind of, you're just not in. Uh, you're just not in uh, form there. I'm not. I'm not in shape. It's been a while since we've done this. Um, I I, I haven't even been drinking today. It's been a long week. You know, so it's uh. You know, we don't we don't want to we don't want to get hurt. We don't want to end up on the uh, we don't want to end up on the injured list before we even start. So, um, let's we're gonna run down the the six conferences, Dave. You know, kind of your 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 power fives, and of course the AAC because that's one that's you know been making a lot of noise over the past couple of years. We'll give a Heisman Trophy prediction, national championship, and and, and college playoff prediction, and then we'll uh, we'll look at the game or games depending on what uh, you have in store for us uh, coming up this year. Um, starting the Big Ten, um, to me, the the Big Ten, um, I, you know, I think really is kind of a a two dog race this year. Um, I don't think you really get a lot of challenge out of the West Division, um, and and I really think that the, the East Division, Dave, is is just it's a two team race, and we don't really know what each what the, what the top two teams really are we we have a better idea of who Michigan is we have no idea in my opinion what Ohio State is the new Ohio State um because you have a new head coach you have a big roster turnover from a year ago you come into the year ranked fifth again arbitrary but you know to to me I don't I don't see a scenario my my big 10 championship is Wisconsin and Michigan. I have Michigan winning because right now, sitting here in, in August, I, I don't really see a whole lot of action otherwise coming out of the Big Ten. It, 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 to me, it really does just seem like, and and you know, people can say what they will about Michigan and their ability to finish at, 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 at different times, but whether it's just the fact that there's nobody else there to do it, but I think this is the year they they, they do win the Big Ten. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you on Michigan at the moment. I think Michigan is the the better team and the, the less risk. Um, current betting odds: uh, Ohio State is seventeen to ten, so roughly plus one seventy. Michigan is eight over five, um, which is uh, roughly plus one sixty. So Michigan is slightly favored to win the Big Ten over Ohio State. Um, Penn State is next on that side of the house at 12 to one, and Michigan State's 15 to one. Uh, you got to like Michigan State, 15 to one is a decent amount of value there. Um, however, I think they're, they're the offense is the big question. That defense is still lights out at uh, Michigan State. There, go to the other side of the conference. Uh, Nebraska is a slight favorite, uh, about nine and a half to one to win the Big Ten. Uh, they're followed by Wisconsin, 14 to one. Iowa and Minnesota clock in at roughly 18 and 20 to one apiece. Um, I really am high on this uh, Minnesota team, so okay. I am uh, likely going to be taking a stab at uh, them catching about twenty to one to get to the uh, the Big Ten championship here. Uh, they get to the Big Ten championship as an easy hedge of money to uh, to go there. Um, I am uh, high on the Purdue team this year, and then uh, you obviously have the cellar dwellers of uh, your normal your normal crew of Indiana, Maryland, and uh, Rutgers, who uh, will be lucky to win a couple of games this year, but. Uh, my my Big Ten title game would be uh, Michigan and Bodog Jim uh, actually going to get things done this year, beating Minnesota. Awesome, awesome, beating Minnesota. Now I know you had you and I had talked a few weeks back that you were kind of maybe working on on, on something relating to Penn State, and it just so happened I jumped into a, a conversation with some friends uh, today on Twitter about Penn State and. And and what they look like this season, and and um, and I think it had to do with the the top the the, the preseason rankings, and and I thought that that Penn State at fifteen seemed a little high, and and that I thought that, that that you know they might be lucky to go seven and five this year, and and looking over their schedule, you know that there's there's a lot of potential trip ups for that Penn State team, obviously with um, you know a, a good defensive core coming back. But overall, I, I think you're looking at a Penn State team that, that really has potential to, uh, you know, trip up in games. I mean, definitely lose to Ohio State, definitely lose to Michigan. And to me, 
I think Pitt has a chance to beat them. Purdue, I know you said you know you're a little high on this year. Iowa always seems to play Penn State tough. Indiana, Minnesota as well. Like you, you have a potential for a a seven and five, six and six. Hell, even a even a, a you know five and seven season if 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 things go a little bit sour for Franklin and bunch. Um, did you ever kind of you know end up end up rounding out to a number win wise that you think Penn State might end up with this year? So if you if you look at um, if you look at their schedule, they have pretty obvious wins against Idaho, Buffalo, Maryland. Um, Indiana probably and Rutgers. So right there, right there is what six, five wins. I think it was five. They yeah. probably, they probably get one of two Purdue and Pittsburgh, if not both, which puts them at six, giving them both there. Being optimistic. Um, I don't like them in the Iowa game because they're playing Iowa the weekend before Michigan comes to town, which they Oof. care way more about. Which Michigan sure. it's in Iowa, Michigan's a loss. Um, they go to Michigan State, loss. Love Minnesota this year, so not count question mark there. And then they have to beat Ohio State. So you might, I mean, the the win total is set at eight and a half right now, and um, I can tell you there's no way I'm putting money on the over. But oh, uh, yeah. eight wins is a little um, is a little skeptical because they have a lot of their big games are on the road this year. Yeah, so uh, I'm not uh, too convinced on the the Penn State. Nittany Lions this year. I think they're the fourth best team in their their division uh, behind Michigan, Ohio State, and uh, Michigan State. Yeah, and um, I mean they'll be better looking than Michigan State with those awful uh, alternate unis, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, let's move to the ACC. Um, you know, to to me again, not to not to sound like a broken record, but I, but I feel like the ACC. Uh, Jim, sh- <laughs> let, let me let me start this one. Sure, go ahead. If you put if you put Clemson through to the championship game versus any team in the other conference and that inc- or the other division that includes Miami, Florida State, Virginia Tech, and Virginia, I believe uh-huh. they would be three touchdown plus favorites at the moment. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Need we say anything else? Yeah, I'm. I have Clemson beating Virginia Tech. Who do you have Clemson beating in the ACC championship? So I'm uh, I'm 100 torn at the moment. Um, this will be a little bit preview towards later, potentially. Um, Miami, Florida is uh, 10 to 1 at the moment. Florida State is 15 to 1. Virginia Tech is 18 to 1. And Virginia is 18 to 1 as well. If you're looking to invest in the, the national or the, the ACC championship game, that's a great investment right there. Clemson is minus 600. So you're better off parlaying all their games all year versus right. taking that future. But um, I'm probably going to take a, a stab here at Miami and Virginia Tech. The thing that has me leaning towards Miami is they have both Virginia Tech and Virginia at home. Um, okay. So it's a huge advantage for Miami um, with a lot of that, uh, um, you know, the must-win games are down in South Florida. So that helps uh, helps having the home fans and everything along uh, those lines behind them in those games. So I'm probably taking a chance at both Miami and Virginia Tech. I do like this Virginia team this year. Um I think that they have a lot of, of uh, a positive mojo going behind them, for lack of better terms. But the uh, the the thing that scares me about Virginia is if, is I believe they haven't beat, beaten Virginia Tech in like 13 years or something absurd like that. So um, until I see it, I'm not so sure I want to go that route at this point. Sure. But I would have uh, Clemson. I'm going to take whichever one you didn't take, Miami or Virginia Tech, to, to, to lose to Clemson. All right, so you have Miami losing to Clemson because <laughs> I have Virginia Tech. All right, let's move on uh, to the SEC. Um, again, this one should be fairly easy, I think. Um, at least, in, at least in terms of the two teams that get there, once what happens when they actually meet up uh, again? That that may be another story, maybe where we disagree, but. I think it's Alabama. I think it's Georgia, you know, and it's nothing against, you know, Auburn who kind of wants to bark up there at times, nothing against LSU who certainly has the possibility of, of, of rumbling and, 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 and causing some issues for these teams down the way. But on paper, until I'm proven otherwise, it's Georgia out of the East. It's Alabama out of the West. For me, I like this Georgia team better than the Alabama team. 
Um, I, I think Alabama's got to look at itself a little bit in the mirror based on what happened in the college football national championship last year. And, and even with the, the comments made this summer um, from various uh, players and, and coaches with Clemson saying that Alabama was not the best team they played a year ago. So I, I think Alabama is going to have a little bit of a hard time not necessarily finding its identity. They know who they are, but this is this is a little different. Are we gonna are we seeing the beginning of the end of the Saban dynasty, or is it just gonna be you know they're gonna lose a close one? I have Georgia winning the SEC championship, but Alabama gets there. Man, not predicting Alabama to win the championship. I know, it's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Out of all the years we've done this show, I think this may be a first. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do. You're not picking a favorite. That's uh, that's shocking. Um, so I, I uh, actually am in agreement with you that Georgia wins the SEC. Um, I, I do agree that I think Alabama finally regresses. I believe this is the third or fourth straight year that they've had different, both offensive and defensive coordinators um, under Saban. So I do expect some regression there. Um, the other thing that uh, I, I do want to say, and I will go on record saying this, that uh, I do not think Alabama makes the college football playoff this year. Um, I think they lose Whoa. two. Wow. I think that they have the potential to lose at Mississippi State, and I think they have potential to lose at Auburn um, two out of their last three games, uh, plus losing to Georgia in the SEC championship game should they get there. Um, I love this Georgia team. I think that uh, the running back, uh, DeAndre Swift, has a very good chance at the Heisman. I think he's 25 or 30 to 1 at the moment. Um, but I think that uh, this, this Alabama team is going to be a, a disappointment for a lot of uh, Alabama fans. Um, I am going to take Georgia over Auburn in the SEC. So let, let's just recap for the audience. And, and we do have a caller here, so we'll be getting uh, to the call here in just a second. But so I only I have Alabama losing the SEC title game, not making the college football playoff. You have them not only not making the college football playoff, but missing the SEC title game. This just got fun. <laughs> this season, for if for nothing else, and in the hopes that we can get these predictions correct just got a lot more fun because I think every year it's kind of lather, rinse, repeat. Alabama, you know, at least to the playoff, winning the SEC, likely national championship. So um, that's a whole lot of fun. But, Dave, we, we have a caller. It's from Wilkes-Barre. One, one second there. One, one second there, Jim, okay. before we go to the caller. Uh, the, other, the other thing to mention on this is um, from all accounts that we're seeing out of Alabama, uh, two is not 100% at the moment, and his backup is not very good. So it's something else to consider, and if he gets dinged up at all, I mean they have uh, they have an insane last four out of five games. So there there could be major trouble down south if uh, that happens. But uh, with both of us not liking Alabama, make sure that you uh, pencil them into the national title game. <laughs> uh, no doubt, we got to call uh, Wilkesbury, PA. This better be the one person I would expect to call with a Wilkesbury number. If this isn't my good buddy Frank, I'm going to be really upset. It's Barry. It's Barry. How you doing, Barry? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Nice to hear from you. Dude, it's so awesome seeing you, man. You guys, you're kicking butt, my friend. All right. Well, I I appreciate it, Frankie. How you How you been, man? You you doing all right? Well, you ready for football? I know. I know you. You have to be ready for football. I can't wait. Can't wait. And I know you're talking college stuff right now, though, right? We are. We are. If you have not if you have an NFL question, Gophers, Gophers, baby, Gophers. Dave's high on your Gophers, man. I can't wait. I really. I, PJ Fleck is. I love him so much. I think he can do so much for that college team. He's a good man, and he's he's recruiting good, good souls, good dudes, good like good men. But actually, I guarantee you. We we got to be back in the top ten within the next two years, guaranteed. Guaranteed, Minnesota top ten within the next two, two years. years. Wow, yeah, I'm saying it. Wow, I'm saying it. Now, 
I think that's the most shocking thing that's been said on this show, maybe ever. Maybe ever. Minnesota, um, write it down. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear more shocking things? Let's let's hear, Frank. Let's hear <laughs> more shocking things. Oh, all right. so the listeners out there, James is my like uh, my brother back in the day. Ryan, Ryan's listening. Russ, remember those days? I love. I love those days. We were we were not really watching college football during those days. We were not. We were um, we're covering. We were, I think. Watching, we were watching NFL a lot. You mm-hmm. guys used to make fun of me a lot for my bikes. I understand that. We did. We did. <laughs> yeah, we were. We were usually. We were usually a recovering and b reloading on a Saturday. So that's you know it we wasn't would definitely it, it wasn't was more reload <laughs> more reloading than uh, than recovering. Um, Frank, man, it is, it is so good to hear from you. Um, we got to get together I'll soon. You, I'll let you, I'll let you keep talking about your stuff, man. Hey, all the listeners out there, James, man, and, all right. uh, brother, hope to see you soon, my friend. Yes, sir. And, uh, and we will be, uh, previewing the NFL in, uh, in a couple of weeks. So I'm sure we will hear from you with Gold some, some wild, Let's go. with some wild Vikings take. I love you, Frank. We'll talk to you later, bud. Love you too, brother. All right. So Frank from Wilkesbury saying that Minnesota within the next two years will be in the top ten. You gotta love that. You like I know that I get a lot of stuff about my homerism with Notre Dame and the Cowboys and all that, but you have to love a Minnesota will be in the top ten within two years. Right am I right, Dave? What the hell else do you do with Minnesota? I mean you have no choice. I mean, you can only go up. Let's be fair, too. You can only go up from where Minnesota has been. I love them. They play outdoors. They don't care. And uh, they, they got some cool unis and a, and a, and a badass mascot. So uh, great to hear from Frank. We're going to keep plugging along. Hell of along. a coach, too. Hell of a coach. Great guy. Uh, Frank loves that guy. And I'm sure we'll get Frank back with, uh, with, the, with the Vikings here um, in a couple of weeks. So he's, he's all Minnesota. And uh, and you gotta you gotta appreciate that. All right, let's go to the Pac-12, Dave. Um, sometimes considered the, the the lost and forgotten conference, but um, we're gonna remember them and we're gonna predict them here. Um, I have Washington winning the North. Uh, it, 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 the North is is I feel like actually both divisions in the Pac-12 is is always kind of a, a weird degree of flux, and you never really know what's gonna happen. Um, and they, they do sometimes seem to be a, a conference that looks really good on paper. There's one or two teams looks really good, and then they find ways to disappoint um, throughout the uh, throughout the year. So I have Washington winning the North, and I, and I have what is probably a bold and probably really stupid prediction um, out of the South. But just because I have, n- I, it's it's kind of throwing a dart at the wall. Arizona State. Um, uh, I, I love the name, love the unis, love their coach, and I actually have them winning the Pac-12 because why the hell not, Dave? Because you picked them, that's about why. Well, I mean, that's fair. Um, I- all that you need to know about the Pac-12 this year is Utah is the real deal. This team has an outstanding defense that uh, is just uh, national title contending worthy. Um, I like this team to win the Pac-12. They're they're five to two roughly at the moment, so two two and a half to one. Um, they are. You can probably find. I found them online seventy to one for the national title. Um, fire away! The the Utes are real this year. Um, don't care who they play. They're going to. Uh, they're actually surprisingly one of the tougher games on the year is actually week one here. They uh, go to BYU, so that is the uh, the holy world. The holy war. Um, they're currently five-point favorites, but uh, that, that'll probably get that down closer to three by game time um, with uh, a lot of smart money being on BYU. That's a, a heated rivalry there and a uh, tough game for Utah. But uh, I, I like Utah a lot this year to win the pack, uh, and I also like them uh, possibly to sneak into the college football title game. Uh, their win total is nine and a half at the moment with uh, plus money on the overs. So that's a good time as well, uh, but uh, definitely love this Utah team. You okay? Wait, stop. Okay, so did you just say Utah? We'll, like, we'll get there. I'm sorry, we'll get there. I'm not jumping ahead, but 
the hot takes that are coming out tonight and the the crazy predictions. No Alabama. Frank says Minnesota in the top ten in two years, and you potentially have Utah in a. I believe I heard you say the word national championship. So let's keep moving. We'll get to the playoff. Wow. Um, Big 12 title game, number one versus number two in the conference. Um, I have Texas over West Virginia. Um, I think I think Oklahoma is going to stumble. And again, I know they're they're ranked up there, but you lose one of the, if not the best players in college football from a year ago. You know, you're you're gonna you're gonna have trouble finding your identity. I think so. Um, I like Texas a lot. They're building that team exactly the way they want to. Um, and, and West Virginia seems to kind of be one of those teams that always seems to, you know, hang around and whatnot. So Texas, number one, they'll come in as the number one seed in that conference too, and uh, and they get out of there. So Texas beating West Virginia. That's worse than any prediction I've made so far tonight. Uh, West Virginia is going to be terrible this year. Um, under five wins is almost as uh, sure of a lock that they can get. And uh, I'll throw something out for you just to solidify that. But uh, good old James Madison is going to beat them straight up week one more than likely. So uh, going on a crazy train tonight. But, uh, Jimmy, we're taking Oklahoma to win the Big 12. Uh, more so they've had a lot of turnover, as everyone knows. But this offensive line is absolutely ridiculous. Um and if we know anything about football, we know the key to, to the offense is the offensive line. I mean, it can make uh, Dak Prescott even look like a Pro Bowl quarterback. So oh, come on, um, we know how critical we know how critical the offensive line is to success. So I'm going uh, Oklahoma uh, to win the Big 12. Uh, I think they're going to play either Iowa State or uh, even Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State uh, pretty much has eight uh, guaranteed wins on their schedule and only three iffy games. Um, they probably lose to Oklahoma, but the other two conference games they have a chance at. Um, I do like Oklahoma State over their seven-win total. It's posted 15-1 um, to 1 is a lot of value for the Big 12. I am, uh, I'm not high on the uh, Texas Shorthorns this year. I think they're going to come up uh, pretty short and uh, uh, pretty laughable if that's your Big 12 pick with the way I feel with them. But that's uh, pretty textbook for how we see football a lot of times. So um, I'm going Oklahoma over Oklahoma State uh, with a close mention to Iowa State coming in uh, third in the conference. All right, very good. Um, Those are the Power Five. Let's move to the uh, AAC. Obviously, UCF has has made a lot of noise over the past couple of years. I think they're going to continue to to stay kind of atop the uh, atop the conference, but uh, I don't think it's going to be quite as smooth sailing for them this year uh, as it's been Um, coming out of the West. I have the Naval Academy. you know, a couple of down years for him, but you still have a great head coach there. And, um, you know, a triple option, always hard to contend against. Uh, a UCF coming out of the East, and actually in a surprise uh, AAC championship, I have Navy uh, defeating UCF. So uh, UCF is not going to be the uh, Cinderella bracket buster this year that everyone hopes they might be. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I can't uh, disagree with you too much there. Um, I'm not a big fan of this UCF team this year. Obviously, they're going to. They have their schedule is like a dream, so they probably cakewalk to their side of the uh, um, title there, or their side of the, the division conference, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I do not like this Houston team at all. Um, I think they might have the a, a lowest uh, five defense in the, in the country. Um, foreshadowing on that a little bit. I, I do like uh, Derek King, who is their quarterback for a Heisman chance. Um, dude's going to have to score 45 points every game to have a chance at winning. So uh, you're going to his stats are going to be incredible this year. Um, but uh, I do like Memphis at five to two at the moment, two and a half to one to uh, come out of this conference. I think this Memphis Tigers team is uh, pretty deep and uh, a lot of experience, and uh, it's going to give UCF a uh, run for their money, hopefully. Um, also think, uh, worth mentioning, I think Tulsa's on the rebuild and East Carolina's on the rebuild in, in this, uh, this, uh, conference here. So, so, uh, just heading in the right direction there, but, uh, going with Memphis, Memphis over UCF. All right. Um, obviously, you know, something that's always discussed when you, when we look at these, um, preseason shows is Heisman trophy and, and, and oh, Jim, Jim, before we, before we get to that, let's, uh, 
couple other things I want to throw out here in sure, some sure. of your uh, lesser conferences. Just some uh, teams I think there's some value on at the moment to win the the conference uh, conference title games. Uh, have Southern Mississippi, Florida International, La Tech uh, circled for Conference USA. Both all three are seven to one or better. Um, I think Toledo and Ohio um, both have pretty easy uh, schedules and kind of cakewalk to the MAC. Um, Ohio especially. Ohio is uh, getting better than two to one on your money at the moment to win the MAC. Um, Mountain West is probably going to be Boise, but uh, I do think Hawaii is a lot better uh, this year. And a lot of their critical games at the end of the year, they have like five of their last seven games on the island. So um, there's a lot of value in Hawaii right now, 25 to one. And then lastly, I think uh, there's some value in Troy at the moment coming out of the uh, Sun Belt uh, at five and a or four and a half to one. So uh, just some quick, uh, quick high level odds there. Uh, Appalachian State. My, uh, ridiculous minus 140 for that uh, conference. There's no value on that, but they likely uh, do get through to the title game. But uh, Troy's a nice backup there. So just uh, some quick ones uh, throw out there for you. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it, so let's look ahead to uh, to the end of the regular season before the playoffs. Yeah, obviously Heisman Trophy always awarded. Um, and, uh, and, and, and maybe this just because I, I feel like in the last couple of years um, – not that it's it's been completely unpredictable, but uh, people seem to kind of have an idea of one or two guys that it might be, and it ends up being somebody different, which is always a good thing. Um, but for me, sitting here, and, and he might not even be the best candidate on his team, um, but I just remember sitting and watching a, a bowl game in December last year and watching a uh, a a a, a flowing haired demon in my opinion uh destroy my fighting irish so i think your heisman trophy this year is going to be trevor lawrence quarterback clemson he, the, the guy is just unreal for uh for his age and and and, and for uh you know the the way he has just taken over that clemson team and just dominated so I, I mean, I'm between Tua and Trevor, who are the two clear favorites. They're the only one on the sheet at the moment, less than 12 to one, roughly. Um, you have to go with Trevor for the sheer fact that uh, when you come down to the wire here, two of the last four or five games, uh, three out of four out of the five are against top tier teams. And he's going to be really put to the test against Auburn, Alabama, and this state, um, to say the least. So you have to go with Trevor because he's going to be probably double digit favorites in every game. But the thing that scares me with Trevor is how much playing time does he get and obviously you, you run the risk that if he gets hurt, your season's done because the backup at Clemson's not very good either. Um, so I, I don't see a lot of value. I mean, Trevor's sitting at three to one right now. Um, the three guys I have circled on my sheet um, that I'm potentially looking at, um, DeAndre Swift is the running back at Georgia here. Um, he's got another one of the best offensive lines in the country that's going to be helping him. Uh, and, and again, when Georgia is in the national title game, it's tough not to look at him. Uh, he's, uh, sitting about 25 to one at the moment. So some value on him. Um, Khalil Pate is sitting at 75 to one. I think that uh, goes without saying his uh, explosiveness that uh, he has and the dual threat type of uh, capacity he has out West there, but uh, 75 to one seems like a lot of value for him. And Derek King out in uh, Houston, the quarterback there. Um, I don't think he's that great, but the stats that he's going to put up this year are just going to be absurd because he's going to, you know, as we previously talked, he's going to have to score. He's gonna to have to score more than more than two touchdowns a quarter for Houston to win some of these games. So um, he's sitting forty to fifty to one. You could probably find a little bit higher than that uh, surfing around a little bit. But those are the uh, those are the QBs I'm looking at at the moment. Um, another one that kind of stands out a little bit: uh, Bo Nix potentially at Auburn. He's getting one hundred twenty-five to one. Uh, if Auburn does come through the SEC, um, there's potential that that could be a, a decent value play. But uh, my 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 big three would be the three I talked about already. I think. Yeah, and uh, and great stuff there, Dave. Obviously, you know, with um, you know the advancements in, in in sports gambling and whatnot, you know this the the show is going to sound a little bit different, um, you know, from from that aspect throughout this season. So, um, you know, it's it's something to, to to pay attention to, and and if that's uh, you know definitely definitely something that, that's up your alley, keep spreading the word about the show. Uh, again, Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, as well as subscribing to us and uh, letting people know, get the word out there. Uh, it's going to help us grow this year. So, Dave, we've made it to the college football playoff. Look in the crystal ball. Um, Fiesta Bowl, because I guess they don't define them until 
the teams are actually picked. But for our sake, I'm going to call the Fiesta Bowl the number one and number four matchup. And then it is the uh, the Peach Bowl, I'm going to say, is number two and uh, number three. So uh, my top four, when the regular season and, and the conference championships play out, I have Clemson at one, Georgia at two, Michigan three, Texas four. So that puts Clemson and Texas, Georgia and Michigan. Um, I have Clemson beating Texas. I, I, I really have a hard time thinking um, or believing that, that Clemson's not going to get to a national title game. Um, and I have uh, Michigan in an upset. You can you can give me uh, as much hell as you will uh, for that one. But, um, you know, I, I think we, we are going to see a much better uh, Michigan team, um, you know, with, with, with a, a second-year quarterback and, uh, and that, that staff got solidified with an offensive coordinator. Um, and, and, you know, they have a little bit of a sour taste in their mouth uh, after the way last year ended. So um, I think they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder and uh, they're going to surprise a lot of people. So um, I'll get your college football playoff predictions, and then we'll give our uh, national champion. So who is your top four at the end of the season? You went Clemson, Georgia. Is that correct? I went Clemson uh, and Michigan winning the uh, the playoff matchups. Okay. I'm going then. I am going Georgia 1, undefeated Georgia for the record. Okay. Um Clemson, undefeated Clemson, two. And then I think you get three of the four or two of the three teams between your conference winners of uh, Utah, Oklahoma, and Michigan. And to spice things up a little bit, I'm going to go. Um, you picked Michigan, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go Michigan three and Utah four. All right. Man, you you down. love that Utah team. No, I have this written down because I, I do like revisiting our uh, our season predictions when we get towards the end. Um, so for me, my national Jaguars. Cha- my national championship game um, is uh, will be Clemson and Michigan. the 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 national title game is in New Orleans this year. Um, and and as as much as I would love to see it for my wife, I hope my dad and my brother don't actually hear me say this. Um, that uh, as much as I would love to see Michigan, um, you know, get the national championship because here's the like Notre Dame is not going to get there. I th- I think if Notre Dame gets through Georgia, which I don't think they do, um, then they have to get through Michigan in the middle of October in Ann Arbor. So it's in, they have they have a hard road, and it's, uh, and I just I don't see them going twelve and zero uh, in back to back seasons. So then I, I hope it's Michigan, but I just I I don't see anybody beating Clemson. And, uh, you know, barring any any unforeseen setbacks, Clemson's the best team in college football. They just are. And whether or not it's going to start getting boring with them the way I thought it got boring with Alabama winning every year, we'll maybe get there. But it to me, it's Clemson, and there's nobody else. Uh, so I have Clemson beating Michigan in the national championship. Georgia over Clemson, done. Book it. Well, that was easy. I don't need to make a long-winded answer and somehow get Notre Dame into every national title conversation. I mean, I had to talk about him a little bit, Dave. It's been a long time. Um, all right, so there's our uh, there's our season predictions. Um, there is one game of top 25 uh, note here in week zero, which I still think it's silly for it to be called week zero. But, again, arbitrary. Football's back. Let's focus on the positive. Um I got Miami of Florida taking on number eight, uh, the Florida Gators, uh, who are and, and correct me if these numbers are wrong because I, I pulled them earlier today. They I don't know if they changed at all. Florida about a seven and a half favorite in this one, Dave. Yeah, it's sitting seven to seven and a half. Uh, if you like Miami, you can get, you can get the seven and a half. If you like Florida, you can get a flat seven. So, um, and, and I think make they, sure again shop around. I think the over-under, somewhere around 50, 50 and a half, 51, seems to be the, the general idea on that number as well. This one Saturday night. It's, seven, uh, it's dropping. It's down to 47-ish. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. 48-ish. So a little bit of movement uh, this afternoon on that. Um, 7 o'clock Saturday night, ESPN from Camping World Stadium um, in Orlando. Now, I, I know from, from earlier you talking about the ACC, you, think, you, you kind of look at – 
uh, Miami being a bit, a little bit of a potential um, mover and surpriser in the uh, in the ACC this year. I, I I don't really see it. And again, maybe it's just I'm not a fan of their head coach. Maybe it's just uh, Miami's been a big disappointment for too many years. Until they prove it to me on the field, I don't like this Miami team. I personally take Florida with the points, and I'm actually I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the under on this one again. First game of the year. I, I, I if looking at the brief little bit of weather news that I saw uh, today in the the short bit of time since I when I got home from work and came down in here to the studio. Um, I don't think the weather's super great in Florida, which is maybe why it had a little bit of an impact on that uh, on that plus minus number. So I'm actually going to take the under in this one, but I but I like the Gators to win um, and and with the points. I, I just I don't like Miami until I know otherwise. Yeah, Jim, uh, I, I'm with you on Florida winning. Uh, I don't I haven't made up my mind on the point spread yet. Um, I, I do like the under though. That's uh, that's definitely. Uh, something I'm going to look at here. Um, what I'm really toying with, uh, and I think my favorite uh, angle per se on this game is I, I think I'm going to play Florida in the first half. Uh, I can think I can lay, I think I might be able to find a three somewhere that they only have to win the first half by a field goal. I think uh, if Miami is going to adjust here, it's going to be a halftime adjustment after this. Hey, this is the first game under Manny Diaz. This is kind of, you know, he, his flow, some halftime adjustments, that type of thing. Um, I, I think that Miami first half and the first half under both should be good. Um, as we sit here now, now a lot of times, a lot of time to change until game time. Um, I have not put anything on this game at this point. Uh, I do think I will have something though, uh, in the under range or one of those first half plays. Um, but back to kind of getting a little off topic here, like you like to do, but, uh, why do I like this Miami team? Um, their win total currently sits at eight and a half. Um, they have games against UNC, Bethune-Cookman, Central Michigan, Georgia Tech, Pittsburgh, Florida State, Louisville, FIU, and Duke. Um, that, by my calculations, is nine wins right there. Fair. Uh, they fair. also have Florida, who they probably lose to, but then they have Virginia Tech and Virginia at home. So even if they trip up against Florida State or a Pittsburgh or, I don't know, FIU out of nowhere, something like that, they still have a chance to beat Virginia Tech or, or Virginia, both of which are at home. So um, I like this this Miami-Florida team, especially at uh, eight and a half. And uh, realistically, realistically speaking, they at, at most you're probably looking at two losses in the ACC, which uh, might be enough to still get you to the, the title game there. Um, and I think they were 10 to one or something. So there's some, there's some value on this Miami team in my eyes, but uh, we'll see how the season plays out. Uh, I, I think that this is more of a must win game for Florida with some of their changes. They went through the past couple of years and uh, just to get the, the season started, right. For lack of better terms, uh, I believe the last time these two teams played Miami was victorious uh, in the 21, 16 range in 2013, Florida, um, in order to win this game, their their defensive line has to really show up and get pressure on Miami's offense and quarterback. Uh, their weakness is their offensive line, which Miami should be able to exploit um, with their strong D line. However, their offense should be better um, and more suited to um, move the ball and advance the ball versus uh, what Miami's is, in my opinion. I think the the biggest advantage that Miami has is, is again, their defensive line and the ability to attack the rebuilding Florida offensive line. Um, however, I think that they're going to be able to negate that by some quick passing plays and, and the running game by uh, committees and the, the, the kind of trio that they have there should be able to move the ball with the, with a semi-mobile quarterback as well. Um, Miami's probably going to be frustrated and have a whole bunch of frustrating drives after frustrating drives, five and outs, three and outs, things along those lines. Um, final score prediction for me is Florida 20, Miami 10. Um, so as you can see, I, I think I really like the under in this spot and uh, probably going to be on Florida in some sense, just haven't qu- quite uh, figured out how. Um, no year-long play in the uh, season win total for Florida. I believe they're eight and a half, which seems about spot on. So uh, nothing for me in that regards, but uh, I probably will dabble on the Miami over at some point this week. Um, but I do like uh, Florida in the under this weekend. Really, Dave, um, you know, it's it's week zero. I, I have nothing else. I think we had a pretty good week. Um, and uh, we're, we're back and we're in business. Um, 
Unless you have anything else to add, let people know where they can follow you and follow your plays and your picks and your predictions uh, throughout this season. We're going to get ready and get this season rolling uh, and be right back here next week. Yeah, Jim. Uh, we're at uh, on Twitter at Huddle Up Dave, and uh, we did post a, a play earlier today. We took the over in the uh, Arizona-Hawaii game. I think I got 74 on that. But uh, you have two extremely talented quarterbacks in uh, Khalil Tate and Cole McDonald. Um, interestingly, interestingly enough, uh, another quarterback uh, from Hawaii there that uh, can really spin the ball and uh, should be able to move up and down the field. And again, I've been pretty high on this Hawaii team, so um, n- not saying I'm going to be on them this weekend, but uh, 11 seems a little bit fishy that it should be a little bit uh, higher with Arizona coming to town there. So uh, the chances are I'm, I'm looking uh, Hawaii side here or um, no side, uh, but definitely going to play the over. Probably going to be on the first half over as well. Um, I just think these two teams will be uh, a boat race on the island uh, for a 10.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern time start here. We're going to have some uh, action, hopefully, uh, that's going to carry as well into Sunday morning. So we will get to see some Sunday morning football finally this year. So, um, again, we're talking Hawaii football on the first podcast. Pretty <laughs> sweet. All good stuff, Dave. All right, again, make sure you're following him at Huddle Up Dave. We'll talk to you next Tuesday night. Sounds good. And uh, remember, folks, Alabama's not making the playoffs. Darn right. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. We are happy to be back. It has been far too long, but we're going to be here. We're going to be talking sports with you each and every Tuesday night through the duration at least of the football season and hopefully longer. So stick with us at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook, and Twitter. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, all of that. Follow our home network, NGSC Sports, and the sponsor of NGSC Sports, Alicia's Pillows and Things, on Facebook at Alicia's-Pillows and Things. And uh, we will catch you next Tuesday night. Until then, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win.